Welcome back to Lunch Roger. This is Devin. This is Luke. And today, me and Luke are back in person. For the first time in like three months. Um, we've also returned to the birthplace of Lunch Logic, the Jersey Mike's in our hometown. So we apologize for the audio quality, but bear with us for nostalgia's sake. Um, today, we thought, you know, we thought we'd talk about accidents. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's something that me and Luke have been talking about as of recent, but um, accidents are, you know, they're not a topic that you can really avoid thinking about, you know, at least over the course of your whole life. Um, you know, accidents happen to everybody, sort of almost by definition, right? So recently I've been scrolling through um, like Instagram and Twitter and then I'm seeing all these videos of like people getting killed in accidents or like those like you know near death caught on camera you know what I'm talking about I feel yeah. like we've all seen some of those videos um, <clears throat> well first of all they're incredibly disturbing but it makes me think like you know like h- how can we have avoided that accident and why do they occur? Well, maybe not why is the right question, but how do they occur, and what can we do about it? Or and is there a limit to uh, preventing accidents? You know. Well, yeah. I mean, you know what I was saying about how accidents are sort of almost unavoidable. No matter how much you try, mm-hmm. there's always going to be accidents in your life. You know. Right. The world is chaotic. Things aren't perfect. We are imperfect. Accidents, you know, naturally come about, right? Um, but you do bring up a good point of, you know, we are somewhat able to prevent these things, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like technology, right? Yeah. Our, using our brains and sort of engineering tools and having ideas on, you know, how to mitigate um, the damage from these accidents has been, you know, very helpful for our quality of life. Right. You know, our lifespans are uh, much longer now. I mean, it's also interesting, the question of, um, you know, what you can call an accident or not. You know, like, if I ask you, is uh, is uh, uh, getting, like, dementia an accident or mm. cancer or something? You know, it's something that you didn't intend to happen. That's right. right? But it happened... Anyways, is that is that still what you can call an accident, or is it somewhat different? Because you know, like, mm, that is a great question. Yeah. Well, if you just define accident as an event that you you know didn't expect, I mean, when you say an accident, we usually say something that's like bad or negative. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if something unexpected happens to you, then it's good. You, I mean, I guess you can call it, but you know, it depends on the definition. But you wouldn't call it an accident, would you? Yeah, I mean, another thing is like, maybe some people would define an accident um, as, um, you know, there might be a requirement for a person to act in a certain way, or intend to act in a certain way, and the result was different, you know, so it's not just, it's not just like, um, you know, like if somebody later in life develops dementia it's not like they acted to not develop dementia right right they just they were just living you know mm-hmm. and so that might not qualify as an accident interesting in, with that definition right interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know I think for this episode we should settle on like the conventional accidents of, like for example like getting into a car accident or whatever, you know sure okay yeah. so 
Yeah, I sort of see what you mean. Yeah. So, when we think of accidents, we think of like uh, car accidents, plane crashes, and etc. But you know, accidents happen happen all the time. Even like at the like, for example, you know, you know, I've I've always wondered like, why do we live live in a universe where like we have to stub our toes uh. or like you know hit our heads in the ceiling? You know. Yeah. Well, I guess why isn't the right question, but I think what we can learn from those is, um, I, I guess it's sort of like a reminder from yourself to live carefully. You know, I, I think this is such an incredibly important topic because this goes back to the topic of like death and how carefully we should live. Yeah. Yeah. But well, the thing is, I mean, I, I think that's just one interpretation of. You know, because if you stub your toe, yeah. maybe somebody, maybe you, will think of it as as a reminder of being like, "Oh wow, I'm pretty vulnerable." You know, sure. Yeah. I can I can literally like cause a lot of pain by just walking around my house or something. Other people like won't think that way. They'll just like get angry, like you know, yeah. get angry or, or you know think but the we, world is to get them. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, for sure. But we can learn something from them. Our vulnerability, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, just having to get into those little accents, I mean, like, they're so tiny and, I guess, somewhat unnoticeable because they're so common. Like, hitting your elbow on a table. Like, how often do you consciously notice that? You know? Like, yeah, not often. Yeah, not often. So, having to think about where those accidents come from and what caused it could possibly help us into preventing those big accidents such as like you know car accidents or plane crashes yeah well the thing is I think what, what we also need to address is how you sort of view these things as time progresses okay so when you're younger you know when you're a kid or a toddler yeah smaller things are more likely to affect you in bigger ways yes. you know like stubbing your toe a kid might cry you know whereas like an adult they stub their toe, they like might not even like have a reaction at all. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's interesting the relationship between um, you know the impact of these accidents and you know I guess how mature you are. Yeah. Um, but maturity in the sense that um, maybe your pain tolerance has gone up, but also maybe you just experienced it more and you know that it's not that bad. You know, it's not worth freaking out over. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, there's still things that, you know, like even adults uh, will get extremely upset about, right? Um, and those things might be things that kids won't feel upset about, you know? Like, I think especially for not physical pain, but emotional pain, you know, like, like a, a breakup or losing a friend or whatever, like, you know, a friend betraying you. When you're a kid, you know, breakups, I mean, it just depends on the kid, I guess, but sometimes breakups, like, don't even really affect you, you know, you can, it's, it's just, it's not, you know, not nearly as impactful as when you're an adult, you know? maybe that has something to do with, like, the quality and the intensity of the relationship, but still, you know, it's worth mentioning that the different types of pain affect us differently at different points in our life, right? Yeah. And so, um, the nature 
of an accident and sort of how painful and cruel it is is also dependent on who you are at that moment. That's a very interesting point. Um, you know, I also want to talk about, like, um, I guess how... I mean, we're so used to these accidents, I feel like. We get so numb. Um, I mean, for example, you know, someone gets into a car crash and dies. Or so a plane crashes into a building. Yeah. Uh, maybe that doesn't happen every day, but yeah. like a plane crashes or whatever. You know, we hear them so often. Like, we're so used to it. But we don't, if you actually have to put yourself into a position where you have to actually consciously experience these accidents, I mean, it's, it's horrible. And I, I really think this is something that's being overlooked by society. I mean, I remember about a year ago, um, um, I believe a group of tourists went into a submarine and went, went into saw uh, Titanic, right? And then, unfortunately, you know, they didn't make it alive. The submarine, uh, what was the cause? Um, it, it, like, it, was, it wasn't strong enough. That it yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, imagine putting yourself into a position where you're one of those people. Like, I mean, I'm sure the death was almost immediate considering the water pressure and et cetera, but it's, 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 it's just horrible, isn't it? Right, yeah. I mean, imagine, you know, first of all, you pay like a bunch of money to go down from <laughs> I mean, this that, expedition. Yeah, sure, right? but... And, you know, I think, I think it was like a, there was a dad and a son on yeah, that, that trip. Yeah, that was so something. horrible. And they think they're going on, you know, some fun trip to explore the Titanic like nobody else has ever done. Right or like how, how very people, very few people have ever done. It. Yeah, and they end up losing their life. You know, I think it's, I think it's so tragic that, like some some like people actually went through that. I mean, we're so used to it. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, imagine the horror where you're in this submarine and you're thousands of feet below the ocean level. Yeah, and you know the the thing crashes and then I mean I'm sure they died almost immediately but just imagine the momentary horror that they had experienced right yeah. I, I can't imagine I mean so a few weeks ago I went skydiving uh -huh. and then I thought to myself okay what if this parachute doesn't work like what if what if I just fall and the parachute just doesn't work and I just keep falling or or what if I forgot my parachute? And then like, I just have to die. Yeah. I just have to fall to death and I have to watch myself die. Yeah. Can you imagine the horror? So like, when that person dies, we hear that, oh, this, some, some, some 18 year old, 19 year old died while skydiving because he forgot his parachute. We just yeah. hear that news line and just forget it. But if you actually have to put yourself into that person's perspective, and try to imagine the horror that person went through. I mean, it, it's so horrible that, honestly, in some sense, I'm glad that they're dead. I'm glad that they're not experiencing that anymore and that they don't exist. Because, yeah. Can you imagine being one of the passengers uh, that in the plane that crashed into the World Trade Center? Yeah. I mean, can you imagine the horror? The interesting thing is, uh, at least for these lethal accidents. Um, you bring up a really good point, which 
um, I think a good amount of philosophers have actually talked about it in the past. It's like, it's an argument against fearing death and um, fearing that, uh, feeling that horror that you talked about. It's, you know, if, if, if we can only experience while we're alive, and if death means that we don't exist, we're not alive anymore, then we can't experience. And therefore, death is not something to be feared because we can't have death. So when we're dead, we're not here. We don't exist. Right. You know? And so, you know, it's weird how accidents are, accidents seem so, uh, you know, like universally bad, but when you sort of take on that uh, point of view, that mindset, mm. it becomes a little subjective, right? Mm. You can say, okay, maybe I'm skydiving and my parachute is not working and I'm gonna die within the next minute. But that doesn't mean that's a bad thing, you know? I mean, right, right, you give me a look, like, like, well, no, obviously that's a bad thing, but everything I just said was fact. It had, you know, there was, there was, there was no sort of connotation behind it. You ascribed it a connotation, right? Because you probably fear death, right? Um, you don't have to. I mean, it might be hard, sure. It would probably be pretty hard. I don't know if it's necessarily like all the way within our power, but in, in, at least in some sense, you know, you don't have to feel as horrible as the world makes it out to be, you know? And accidents will always be accidents, but they don't have to be bad. That is an incredibly interesting perspective from how you uh, understand or perceive that. But I think like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that considering, well, I don't think most people would be able to no. do that. Yeah, no. But I mean, like you ever get into um, like, you know, when you're in an airplane, right? And then like, it's just starts shaking because of like a turbulence or whatever. Uh -huh. I don't know about you, but I get, you know, pretty scared. Yeah. You know? And I, I guess it's kind of like part of our instinct, but I mean, yeah, I, I guess one of the, like, obviously we have different types of accidents, but, well, like, for example, you know, you forgot your parachute while skydiving, or a plane starts crashing, and yeah. you know that it's going to crash. Like, those things are uncontrollable, you know? Yeah. Like, if you get into that scenario, you just have to accept your fate and die. Right. That, that to me, is so horrible, and what's... What's even more tragic is that, like, people went through that, you know? I mean, people who crashed into the World Trade Center, they went through that. Like, we, we don't just, like, it just becomes part of history and people forget it. And it's just like, oh, this amount of people died. But yeah. actually having to put yourself into, into their perspective, into their conscious experience, and having to imagine that we live in a universe where those lives had to experience that pain and horror is so horrible for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think you're right. Most people probably can't adopt that mindset because death is, is it's against the, uh, the nature of life, right? You know, every, 
living thing is almost designed to uh, to sustain life, right? To to reproduce, right? To keep life going, um, which in itself is very interesting. But naturally, that means you know that as living things, we tend to fear death, right? And especially as as conscious things, the idea of us not being here, like our consciousness not existing anymore, is scary, right? Um, but the thing is, we sort of do have a little bit of a choice in how to perceive it, you know? Because there are plenty of people, I'm sure, I mean, I guess I'll never know for sure, but I think we can make a reasonable assumption that there have been lots of people who have died happy and died not fearing death, right? right? Um, and what that means is, you know, we have power over how we, how we think about it, you know? We have power over, you know, even if we're on the plane headed for um, the World Trade Center, um, we can still, you know, decide to accept our faith or revolt against it. I think, you know, that's something that we should definitely keep in mind, you know, and that should be more towards the forefront than um, just thinking about these accidents, mm. you know, because yes, like thinking about these accidents can, can help us prevent them, sure, but accidents will help, will happen. Like I said in the beginning, you know, right. we live in a very chaotic world. Fate is not necessarily kind all the time, you know? And so, if we're okay with having bad things happen to us, we're much more likely to be, to live, you know, happier, better lives, right? I understand where you're coming from, but to me, that kind of seems like a coping mechanism in some sense. Well, I mean, coping's a coping's a way to phrase it. I mean, sure, um, but but like, what's the difference between coping and trying to be happy? Well, I think once you get it, like if you get yourself into that scenario where you have no control over the accident or the death, I guess there's nothing you can really do about it. So. I guess you can accept that fate, but in the broader sense, you know, I mean, there, there's a reason why we have that type of fear, don't we? There's a reason why we, you know, fear death and fear accidents, and we try to avoid accidents. And well, I mean, that's what I. Uh, the reason is like because that's the natural tendency yeah, of living yeah, things, yeah, yeah. right? Why do we necessarily? have to believe in that, have to, you know, consciously choose to accept that as our motivation, you know? Would you be able to do that? I'm at least conscious that I can, and I think that's a big step. And, you know, you're not going to know until you're in the situation, but... I don't know. I, I feel like at least knowing is somewhat comforting. You know, I think I'm gonna 
do better than the person next to me who's screaming their head <laughs> off, you know? You know, this reminds me of our conversation <coughs> on faith, where we talk about, you know, if a plane crashes into a building in five minutes, are you going to pray? Yeah, you yeah, that yeah. Conversation? yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. yeah. Great question. <laughs> um, I guess I'm relating this hot topic, like, into the broader sense of how people view sympathy and, or excuse me, how people view accidents and this, like, the, their sympathy and etc. But, yeah. um, I know I've mentioned this earlier, but when we hear these accidents and this, you know, deaths of people, it's like, it's almost as we often forget that they were real people. Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, the word sympathy has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, you know, just going by the definitions that they give us in like eighth grade or whatever. And, right. And, um, you know, the auditorium and that one lecture that somehow everybody does. Sympathy is, uh, you know, feeling bad or whatever for somebody who, you know, went through something bad. Empathy is understanding what they went through, you know, putting yourself in their shoes. And when you talked about, you know, thinking about those people in that submarine trying to go to the Titanic um, versus reading the news headline, it's very different things. When you read the news headline, you see, oh, a thing crashed, or the, the thing, like, imploded, or whatever, and this many people died, you're like, oh, wow, that's horrible, you know, like, uh, you know, like, that many people died, um, you know, on this trip, or whatever, but when you think about what it would be like to be one of those people, like you said, um, you, it's a lot harder to have the same reaction, you know, you're probably going to feel pretty horrible. And they were, they were just like us. I mean, it's I don't I don't even view them as right. It's like you know it's what I'm like talking about. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes they're just like us. They're, sometimes we sort of view these things as like you know that stuff happens to other people. Exactly. No, but we are just as vulnerable. Exactly. Yeah. I believe Vsauce made a video on like how we often perceive ourselves as not being as vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, we think like accidents are supposed to happen to like very, you know, few people and it's rare, but right. we're so vulnerable and the yeah. world is very chaotic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sometimes statistics are misleading, you know, if, if, you, if you talk about um, the percentage of the population that will like contract this fatal disease or whatever, and it's always like an extremely you know, low percentage. But that's just one fraction of the millions of things, millions of afflictions that can happen to you in your life. You know, some maybe you don't get dementia, maybe you get cancer. <laughs> you know, and that percentage is a little bit higher, and there's other percentages for other things. And you know, this all adds up, and so. Eventually, you know, probably, you're gonna fall victim to one of these types of accidents, right? Right. I guess that's what people call natural causes. If, you know, it's by some sort of disease or whatever. But um, what kind of accidents have you been into? Um, stuff where I'm at fault. Um, nothing major. You know, I've never like severely injured myself even though I've played like <laughs> yeah knock on wood even though I've played sports my whole life I've never like 
broken a bone or broken my nose or finger or anything. I've never, um, I've never like really experienced a ton of physical pain, which I'm very grateful for. Um, I mean, I messed up the bumper of my car like a tiny bit one time, but <laughs> um, it, you know, that's like, oh, that actually brings up another good point that sort of relates to like how we don't think these things will happen to us and so so I remember on that day um, I was driving to school it was really early I was really tired you know I was up late like working you know doing all this stuff for my senior year to like try to get into college and stuff um, and so like I'm driving down the same road I drive down like every single day to get to school um, you know same routine right and I and I'm pulling up to the stoplight and there's a few cars in front of me. I start braking and then I just, I look, I look down, which is stupid. I look down, I look back up, like it's literally split second, like I look down, look back up and I'm extremely close to this car and I don't have time to brake. So I slam the brakes and I end up like just barely tapping it. But the, the, the screws on the front of my license plate like scratch the car so the only mark on the car was two little screw marks <laughs> like right next to each other um like you know that that was it um and i remember just thinking like how unlucky did i just get you know like like i do this every single day um you know, i drive down the same road i there's always some cars around right but it's always the same thing and this one day, I just somehow managed to barely scratch. Like, you, if you stood, if standing up, you couldn't see anything. Like, you had to squat down and look close to see the mark, <laughs> you know? But still, you know, that little mark caused, uh, you know, them to, like, call a police officer to come down and take a report and yeah. get my insurance and everything like that. And I lost, you know, like, half my day because of that. <laughs> and I had, you know, a lot of stuff to do. Um, you know, I wasn't planning on that, and I was just like, why me? Why did this have, have to happen to me right now? You know, like, there's so many things that I need to do, right? And so that's sort of like the hubris acting, where, where you think, like, this shouldn't be happening to me, you know? Um, and maybe it has something to do with, like, deserving or whatever, but, you know, it's very easy to fall into the mindset of, uh, you know, this sort of thing doesn't happen to me. Very interesting, right? Yeah. And also, <clears throat> I want to talk about the distinction between accidents that are avoidable versus unavoidable. I, I'm not exactly sure what it means for someone to say that certain accidents are unavoidable. Because, I mean, in your case about the car thing, you yeah. know, that accident was avoidable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And many accidents are. Like, I mean, more, most car accidents, you have, you know, statistically less chance of getting into an accident if you drive slow. You know, because yeah. you have more time to react. Yeah. Um, and you can obviously, you know, everything that happens in the world follows the laws of nature. You can, so you can, you know, trace out the the cause of a certain accident. But like, imagine if you're just um, imagine if you're walking just like on a street and a, like a giant tree falls on your head. You know. Is, is that an accident that you can avoid? Well, yeah, you know, this brought up a thought of like, you know, was I really capable? It, it seems obvious that I was, that I, you know, I shouldn't have 
I should have got more sleep. I should have uh, not looked down or whatever. And, and I should have, you know, been more conscious of the car, right? But the thing is, I don't know if that was really an option. You know, like how do we know that that I could have done things differently, right? Because I had stuff to do. You know, I had obligations, right? I had um, dreams and aspirations that I was working towards and that caused me to be tired, that caused me to, um, you know, not be entirely focused on the road ahead of me, right? You know, how is that that much different than, you know, walking down the street um, and, you know, a tree falling on you? Like, you still have, you, you still, in the, in the sense that both me and the person walking down the street um, chose to walk or or to act in, you know, in the ways that we did, right? And the world around us sort of was, um, it existed in a way to where our actions led to, uh, you know, bad consequences, right? If there were no cars in front of me that day, I wouldn't have had an accident, you know? And being that tired maybe might not have mattered, right? So, and you know, the same thing, like, if that tree wasn't there, that person wouldn't have died. Right. No. Or imagine if, like, two people are walking on the same street, and then the tree is long, just long enough to, like, Im imagine if, like, it falling, like, horizontally, and then sure. it's just long enough to just hit one person. Right. And then it kills one person, and the other person's, like, completely safe. Right. So they both have they, they, they both did the same thing right. they have this had the same routine but one got into an accident and the other one didn't right yeah and so you know maybe that means that we really don't have as much control over these sort of accidents as we think you know because even if we think we're acting in a, in a safe way in a good way we're still vulnerable right Yeah, but I don't, I don't want to accept this reality. I, <laughs> I think, I think we can, we have to do something about it. It's yeah, I, I don't know. I think that is, that is being a little bit too um, abstract with it because, you know, we do do things that statistically are shown to prevent yeah, accidents. That's right. right? Um, you know, like even down to like how our cars are designed. There's a bunch of sort of things that help us stay alive. Um, you know, my point was my point was just that um, you know even if we do all these things, we're still vulnerable. Mm. Right? It doesn't mean that we we can't. Right. We, we we you know we can we still could we still can and probably should be doing these things. Um, yeah. When we say. <clears throat> Like an accident has happened. Um, do you think? Like, here's my question. Um, like about the car accident that you got into. If you were to blame someone, would you blame yourself? Yes. So you were the. Uh, I, I guess I like you're blameable in some sense right. in that certain situation. So. So do we have a distinction between like, like accidents that are blameable versus not blameable? Well, the thing is, it's, it's all extremely subjective. Like, if you think about our criminal justice system, 
um, guilty versus non-guilty comes down to what the jury decides, what the judge decides. You know, those just subjective opinions. You know, the fact that we have a jury and a judge, you know, necessarily means that fault is not universal, right? not universally known, right? Um, and so, I'm just saying that I sort of believe that I was at fault in that situation. And I have many reasons for believing that, but other people might not. Other people might say, um, you know, maybe not many, because you know I, it was a stupid action. But some some people might say, you know, well, he had a lot going on. You know, can't really blame him for messing up one time when he had a lot going on. You know, everybody makes mistakes. So, you know, some sort of reasoning like that. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Talking about like blame with accidents is always very tricky. You know? mm. well, do you think maybe it comes down to like the person's knowledge within that scenario? So, if he were to be um, like, if you were to just walk in in a in a specific area where, like, if you were to walk in a jungle with like not knowing that there are a bunch of tigers in it, you know? Maybe you wouldn't, like you're not conscious of it, so you can't necessarily blame someone for that, can you? But if, I understand that this is more of a, like, subjective thing, but, like, do you think having to blame someone in accidents comes down to that person's knowledge within that scenario. That's definitely, I think, a popular view. Um, I'm not completely sold yet. You know, I've, I've heard arguments stating that, you know, um, that accidents like that are sort of involuntary, where we don't have, like, specific knowledge of the situation. Um, you know, that that's, that's, that's an argument that I've heard, like, you know, even studying like philosophers, right? But there's also another argument from other philosophers that nothing that happens outside of our minds is in our control. Nothing that, uh, you know, nothing that happens in the real world, um, you know, is affected or, 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 or is, is within our power, right? And so, um, you know, having knowledge of that situation, um, you know, doesn't really matter Right, because whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen, you know, and you don't have control over that. So just control, you know, your reactions, your emotions towards it. Um, and you know, as to which view I sort of subscribe to more, I think it might be more helpful to to I don't know. I think I honestly think a mix is uh, uh, some sort of weird mix is probably the best and um, I get that that's sort of like illogical because those two views come from different belief systems you know like um, you know, one one is sort of like a, a, a deterministic sort of view and the other is um, not but you know I think it, it I think it is helpful to um, to adopt the mindset that you know you can there are some things that are out of control in your life, and um, the only thing that you can that you can do is control your reactions to them. You know, 
say, you know, well, maybe this isn't bad. Maybe this can be a good thing. Look at the bright side. Find the silver lining. Stuff like that. But I think you should also be trying to, you know, try to take these preventative measures, you know, change your actions, change your habits, right, to make your life better, to make these things less likely to happen. You know? What'd you order, by the way? Uh, you know the classic, the number eight, um, club sub, bacon mayo, nice. delicious. And you? Buffalo chicken, as usual. <laughs> as usual. Just like the old days. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Sure. Um, do you think in a utopia, accidents don't exist? Uh, yeah. Like by, I mean, by definition. Yeah. Well, thing is, I mean, if you were to just compare or just look at the the probability, um, the the probability of a certain accident happening can decrease. It can, it can, just, it can just keep getting closer to zero. But is it possible for it to literally reach zero? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I think, you know, like, the role of government has always been, you know, trying to reach utopia, whatever that is, whatever that means. Um, but just because you have a goal doesn't mean you, you can get there, right? And that's also not even a bad thing, you know. Like you don't think that's a bad thing? No, I mean, this definitely relates to like how we perceive like philosophy and truth. You know, like I I see philosophy as uh, an endless pursuit, but not a fruitless dis pursuit. Um, you know, truth is the goal, but it's not. Um, it's not, you know, necessarily like the most. I, I don't. I don't need to have truth to find value. <coughs> as long as I'm getting closer to truth, um, I feel more empowered, right? I mean, and you might feel differently. Well, don't you think it's? Perhaps I'm not using the right word here, but don't you think it's somewhat of a curse for us to never reach that level of utopia with no accidents? Well, that's an interpretation, you know? My interpretation is different. I, I mean, you sure? I mean, I don't know. Like, like, I might even be of the belief that reaching the goal, reaching the goal would be bad. If you remember our episodes about life after truth, uh, you know, uh, I make the argument that it's not all it's cracked out to be. You know, it might actually be more like hell. Um, you know, and if that argument exists, you know, I don't think you can. I mean, you can try, but I don't know if you can necessarily refute it.